ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of Barstool Backstage. Great interview this week with Joey Valence and Bray. Two of like the hottest names on social media as far as hip-hop goes and completely different than what's going on in the world today. Old school stuff meets EDM, meets rap, meets Run the Jewels, meets BC Boys. Unbelievable interview fell into our laps. They came live in the studio in Chicago with Dante and Dave. Great guys, great interview. Uh, a lot to talk about this week. No Dave, no Kenny this week, but Kenny is sitting over Johnny's shoulder. Is that? It looks like he's like a doctor in that picture. I don't know how else to put it. It looks like it's, he has a stethoscope. It's the first one that comes up. He must have uh, done some SEO to get like it's it's a proper like press shot. He looks very Kenny in a proper press shot doesn't work. Yeah, just keep that up the entire time. I love that. <laughs> it's creepy, bro. Dante, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for showing up. I've been Listen, fucking waiting 45 minutes on your ass. Damn, this is like every time that we send a Zoom, we think Dante's showing up, and then he just never shows up. It's exactly how this goes. Fight, <laughs> exactly. fight, fight, fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm proud of you. You're in a stationary position today. Look at you. You're yeah, in a building. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we're like prepping, getting ready to open doors in like a few minutes, so it's kind of commotion and all that and i was thinking about going outside and sitting in my car but i was like i'm always in my fucking car i feel like on these things so it's on brand at least i'm just i'm just uh man in the mute button there you go love it uh before we get in the interview we have a couple things to cover uh real quick on sunday night we did it last year we're gonna do it again this year we're gonna do a live stream for the grammys i think we need to reach out to a couple of our friends and see if they'll pop in I think it could be fun. Last year was great. We lasted almost four hours, uh, covered the entire Grammys, ended it with DJ Khaled ruining that final performance. I'm not overly excited about the Grammys this year. I think they're going to be worse than last year, and last year was okay. I thought it was it was fine. It was fun. Uh, we will do a little Grammy preview before we get out of here today, but I want to save a lot of that. We also need to think of punishments and prizes. Like, we all need to pick one person, and every time they win an award, we need to shotgun a beer or something like that. I don't know. We need to think of something that will incentivize us to really care about this. Like, I, I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm taking boy genius. I'm doing it for the lesbians. I'm doing it for the lesbians, Dante. I'd be down for some kind of drinking game. That'd be fun. All right. Let's do it. What'd you say? Course, I don't need a game to do that, but might as well. <laughs> Let's do it. So of I course did, you're, of course you're riding for the lesbians. I'm I'm riding for the lesbians, dude. I say I'm about to do that. Uh, I think if you're, person loses like artist of the year you have to chug an entire glass of milk or at least an entire half gallon of milk i want to see dave do that i really knowing dave he'll win i don't know how to explain it i just feel like dave would win um but yeah we'll get into the grammy stuff i thought i'd lead off with something that happened this week uh with the release of new music there was a couple things that came out that were pretty good but the number one thing this week was a song by ice spice that we talked about last week did you guys listen to art yet Dude, they're playing it on the fucking radio. Are they? I heard it. I heard it on Hits One yesterday, which is like, yeah, the rental car station. When you get into a rental car, it's what <laughs> is pre-programmed to come on. It's like the most generic pop station in the world. And this fucking song was on there yesterday. I was like, we're we're so doomed as a society. We're just for, doomed. It's for the over. uninitiated. The name of the song is "You Think You're uh, the Shit." Parentheses fart. And no, that is the you ain't you ain't even the fart. That's the full song. <laughs> it's so you bad, think dude. You the shit. You ain't even the fart. That's it's so bad, dude. It's it's and it's what incredible. makes it even worse is it's her. Yes, it's her. She's like the worst fucking. Like I don't even want to call her rapper. No, she just does spoken word. 
Look, I think I, I can tie this all together with the Ben Shapiro rap with Tom McDonald. Gonna... came together. So here's my take on all this. I am very happy about all of it. The fart yeah. song, the Tom McDonald, <laughs> Ben Shapiro song, because I think it might be the nail in the coffin of this era of hip hop. And it needs to be buried in the ground so that it can be reborn as something new and interesting again because it's enough already like it's the this, fall of room with this it's... with like commercial hip-hop and like pop hip-hop where it's gone like i know there's artists out there that are doing cool shit kind of on the sidelines and all that but like fucking hell when we're at the point where ben shapiro's rapping and <laughs> we got a johnny do you wars. remember johnny do you remember me using the term we're at the uh roman coliseum vomitorium stage of culture yeah, yeah, yeah. this is where we are this is really oh, yeah. where we are it's we're literally what i said in my blog the other day is this was the nail in the coffin for rap music. It's been on life support with the whole mumble rap and emo rap thing yep. for a while now. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the interview, but uh, Joey Valance had the, it, and this is, I'm, I'm pissed off. Dave's not here, but I'm really pissed because <laughs> Dave actually defended the song and said it was pretty good. And Which he was song? serious. The Ben Shapiro song. Oh, correct. Yes. Now hold on a second. <laughs> he was serious about it. He was like, I thought it was pretty good. And I was I did a double take. I was like, what? And he was like, dude, for him not being a rapper, it sounded it sounded pretty good. And I am Joey not convinced. Like, I am not Joey convinced that's like, not AI. Sounded, Joe, well, that's what Joey said. Joey goes, I thought it was AI. And I, I started dying. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> it actually did sound like it. Well, I mean, dude, for as much as Johnny does with AI, because me and Johnny have been in like a side conversation and Johnny or Johnny's been sending me AI versions of our voices. Last week, he was sending me Kenny speaking Chinese and Indian through AI. He has all of our voices synthesized. It's insane. Yeah, it's scary as fuck. If Ben Shapiro is spitting bars, I legitimately think it's AI. And either way, is it messed up that the Ben Shapiro verse was probably better than the Ice Place verse? Like... <laughs> There's something wrong here. Also, just on another tangent, Tom McDonald is the biggest nerd of all time. Like, why can't... Dude, Republicans have the opportunity to be the funnier of the two sides. I've said this a million times. Demo like, the far left has no ability to be funny. They're not good at it. And the the far right could easily just be funny. They, and then things like Tom McDonald happen. Dude, and they continually shoot themselves in the foot. You can't they be can't funny if you believe in something too much. Like true, the whole very the true. idea of funny and humor is to have a contradiction of two things. So you have yes. to be like for a comedian to work, they have to be able to see two sides of a coin. And like people like Tom McDonald, he doesn't seem to see I, look, I, I, I'm speaking maybe out of turn because I don't really know a lot about the dude, but like he's he seems to believe what he's talking about. And that's like the the death knoll for being funny, I find. You know what I, I know about Tom McDonald is all my dumbest friends who are super big Trump guys will like on the sly text me and be like, yo, for your music podcast, you need to talk about this guy, Tom McDonald. And I'm like, if I'm hearing it from you, brother, I don't need to hear this shit at all. I already know it sucks. <laughs> like, just leave me the fuck alone. And uh, yeah, he's like, I don't know how to put it. Like, you know, the lady who when Trump won, she dropped to her knees and screamed no. You know what I'm talking about? The lady in like the, the floor. Which one? There's millions. No, I'm talking about the one that's like the viral meme. He is that for the rights. I don't. I. I hate Bro, it. I don't want to. I don't want to get put. We were. We were just talking about this on our chat about the TikTok conspiracy theories going around and Taylor Swift and all that. And oh yeah, Kenny nailed it. Like they just can't. 
stay out of their own way. It's unbelievable. They can literally sit back, let the left continue to destroy itself from within and just clean up just by default. If they just sat there and shut up, they would win by default, but they can't help themselves. They have to sit there and act like batshit crazy lunatics. Yeah, because they all suck. Everyone sucks. And it's like, which, like, just when you think like, okay, I can't vote for this side again. I got to vote for that guy. You go and look at that guy and you're like, wait, all these fucking wackos are voting for this guy? I can't fucking be one of them. You're fucked either way. We're fucked. We are beyond fucked. I told you already. Kenny has something to say. I think. Give me a second. I'm Kenny Carkeet. I love the Tom McDonald and Ben Shapiro song. Seriously, I love it. (laughs) Dude, it's scary. It's scary. Nailed. Like you, when I learned you, when I uh, had it like learn about you, it got like the tone. It didn't get the accent right. So I need it. I need more material or something. But Kenny is like, Jesus, it's fucking Kenny talking, dude. Who announced announced last week that they were developing – um, something that's going to authenticate like voices and videos to like weed out. Oh, it's good. We AI need that, dude. Like, you, you, somebody big, need... somebody big said they're working on that. It was big news. I can't you remember who. Proof of proof of human. It's going to be like a thing that you can be able to stamp your music or Jesus. whatever with, and just say like it's actually human. Insane. Uh, yeah, I, I want to move away from the Tom McDonald ice spice fart scenario. Uh, but it was it was weird. I did want to shout out the um, I sent it to Dante, uh, the Sam Fender Noah Kahan song. I, I'm I'm in my bag right now, dude. There's a lot of good music on that side coming out. Also, Zach Bryan has a uh, a collaboration with Matthew McConaughey coming out next week, which I'm pretty excited about. That's that's a group of people I'd like to hang out with. I'll um, tell you, I have a story about that, that I can't talk about uh, on air on the on air. All right, that's great. Always bring it up on the podcast when we can't talk about it on the podcast. I love that. Um, but no, let's get past this. Let's wash our hands of whatever that filth is uh, and move on to a story that is also dirty as well. And I posted about it on the socials today, but uh, UMG, Universal Music Group, the biggest music conglomerate in the world, they rep the likes of Taylor Swift, Drake, uh, basically everyone the weekend. We were in their offices earlier this year and the plaques, they shoved the plaques in your face because it's they have everybody. Post Malone, everyone. UMG and TikTok got into a battle about music licensing, and it has devolved into the fact that UMG is now pulling all their major artists off of TikTok, and the music won't be on there anymore. Now, UMG utilized their you know legal department to say, oh, this was about royalties for artists. This is about privacy concerns with the uh, you know data going to China and all that. Uh, and also, there was like one other thing, which made me laugh because it's not about end. It's just about the money. Let's be honest. It's just about the money. And TikTok came back and said, you know, this is a false narrative. Uh, we're safe. All this stuff. Uh, we hope to strike a deal soon. But in the meantime, like, you know, let's let's get this done. To have anyone believe this is about anything other than dollars and cents and also to patronize and say it's for the artist. It's not for the artist. Come on, dude, you're a conglomerate. This kind of goes back to the, the point that we were talking about before where it's like I kind of miss the old labels because yes. they were like the devil that you knew because – Tech companies are worse than labels in terms of their power and what they could do to you. Labels were shit. It's like it's like when you were paying the mob for protection, and mm-hmm. then like the worst mob comes along. And you're like, oh man, I missed it when the we super could just mob? fucking yeah, the super mob. And you're like, I wish I could have just be paying like the regular mom. All mob, all they did was break my legs. And, like these dudes are like 
torturing your entire family. That's yeah. my analogy for labels and tech companies. It's it's just stupid. It's first off, the fact that TikTok has this much power in this short amount of time over the music industry is truly incredible that you're fighting with UMG. No other social media platform has gone to war like this. It shows you the influence that it truly does have. But the entire argument that's being played out in front of us is yeah. hilarious because they try both sides is very political in the same way. Try and spin it as this is the bad guy. We're the good guy. We're fighting for the little guy. UMG, you ain't fighting for anybody, buddy. You're fighting for your own pockets. They're not, I don't know anybody who's seen any bread off TikTok. Every now and then, though, you get a side effect of one of these battles where even it does help out independent or smaller artists because you've got the labels going to fight for this sort of thing. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart. They're doing it for money. But they'll go battle, they'll go to war with something and say, look, we need these rates to be up. And occasionally it benefits us, you know, smaller artists. Can we just go back to classic cocaine radio payola? Why can't we just go back to that, dude? What, go go to a slick, you know, kind of like a radio DJ, slip him a 20. You're the biggest star in the world. Why can't we go back to that? Now I got to fight with the, the Chinese uh, tech companies? That's what I got to do to get my name out there? That's dude, what we're we doing? We got a pitch from a like a for a sync to do, and it's it's like what what they want it for the ad they're looking for. Scroll down, scroll down, and she's like trending at TikTok a plus for the song. So it's basically like okay, so basically you want a fucking hit to do all the work for you, which I get. It's an ad, but it's like that's now become a major part of every pitch that you're seeing. Is like we'd love it if it was trending at TikTok because yeah. no one like no everyone just wants like the easy the easy route. Wouldn't we all love it to be trending at TikTok? Like, isn't that like kind of what everybody wants? I love getting those pitch pitch emails, by the way. Just a random cold call email from someone being like, hey, subscribe to my services. This is what we do. And it's like $18,000 to get your song out of a playlist. It's like, dude, fuck off. What? <laughs> why don't cold call email me with this bullshit? Dante, do you have any opinions on this? Yeah, just more of the same. It's just these, I can't figure out what the objective is with these labels. I don't um, know. Hold on a second. What's with the drum and bass right now? What? What's with the drum and bass music right now? Really? It's just the house music. Weird. All right. Um, no, it just, again, it's just, you know, this has become such a driver for so many of these artists. It's made them so much money. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where they literally don't have to do anything. Yeah. Um, they it's it costs them nothing, but they see it as it costing them money somehow, some way. They see it affecting their bottom line. Where I see it as all it is is driving their bottom line. Yep. Uh, and they're cutting off their nose to spite their face. They do this. I mean, they did this with streaming when it first came out. Yeah. Until exactly. they fucking woke up. They woke up and realized, like, oh, hey, we, you know, we can monetize the shit out of this. Um, they've done it with, you know, YouTube. Yep. They've done it with our fucking podcast. We can't yep. play fucking music on a podcast because the senses will pick it up in the background. It, it's it's asinine. It's fucking ridiculous. Makes is this no a chick, is this a chicken or the egg situation? Did, did the labels give TikTok too much power, or did TikTok wind up getting it organically and then being able to fight I with the labels? I think what it is, it happened with streaming also, is you had these dinosaur companies that had a model that was working, the traditional music business model, yeah. and tech moved so fast and continues to move so fast. Because like TikTok, 
that's one thing. Like when this AI shit starts to happen, like we can't even predict what the next thing is that's going to start fucking with labels. Yeah. So some of them, I think, are starting to get a little more hip and like fucking hire some young like tech people into their companies. Be like, what's going on? You know? Because before yeah. they're just like, uh, you know. It's just I've always said this about the music industry. It makes me laugh that you. It's just the most confusing thing when you marry the artist and then fucking nerds who know nothing about the art but are on the business side and then that has to coexist at all times and it never really it's never like an even thing but it just it's the screwiest thing in the entire world and it never makes any sense that it never the, the coexistence is never great unless you get a really cool person at a label or a management company or anything like that it's a weird it kind of has to be that way though like i mean that in the in like a universal cosmic sense like you have to have the agony and the ecstasy mm -hmm. the angels and the demons like sure. imagine if everyone just got along like artists were like suits and vice versa like you'd get no business done and the art would suck sure i so guess that's a good point you got to have the suits being fucking suits and being what they do and then you need the artist pushing back like you need that interplay it's fair it's fair i'll give you that um Real quick, just because we're a little crunched on time, let's get into a quick Grammy preview. But I wanted to bring up one more thing. I think, Dante, you might have called this or someone else might have called this. Uh, Dead & Company is doing the Sphere in Las Vegas. I thought they were done. I thought John Mayer was out. I thought they were done. No, they did their farewell tour, made a bunch of money, and now they're going to do the Sphere. Fish is also doing the Sphere. This is now I, set up just to do drugs at the Sphere. I, I, gave, <laughs> I gave credit to the barstool comment section because when i put up that blog about going to see you too everybody was like i mean these fucking deadhead people god bless them they are more plugged in oh yeah and more i mean they must have message boards about message boards about yeah. forums like they know everything that is going on with this group and they've been doing this for what 60 years 70 years these people were like i heard through back channels that you know, the dead's going to headline there, like coming up, blah, blah. That'll be the most wild show ever. And I was just picturing it like, holy shit, that will be. I felt like I'd never done acid. I didn't do a drug stepping foot in that place. I felt like I was on an acid trip at that place. I yeah. can't imagine what doing acid and seeing that place and hearing Bro, that you're, place you're, is going to do gonna have, You're going to have some <laughs> dirty wook hippie selling his mom's microwave with no shoes on trying to get to this show because it's definitely not going to be cheap i'll tell you that much <laughs> jesus christ uh shout out the dead company dude i want to get white Sox dave in that building because that's his people apparently i just every time i hear dave about going to a show like this it's always like he's always like yeah i went to the show it was great someone gave me someone gave me weed he never brings his own stuff he always just bums up somebody else and i love it um all right quick before we go into the interview let's go over a couple of the categories for the grammys quick picks I'll give a little rationale. Uh, we'll do three different ones. Uh, first, we'll do album of the year. Big award. Once again, a lot of these are the same nominees across the board. But album of the year this year. Boy Genius, The Record. Janelle Monet, The Age of Pleasure. John Batiste, World Music Radio. Lana Del Rey, Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard? Too long of a title for an album for it to win. Sorry. Uh, Miley Cyrus, Endless Summer Vacation, Olivia Rodrigo, Guts, SZA, SOS, most nominated album of the night, and Taylor Swift, Midnights. Uh, Johnny, I'm going to go to you first because I don't know how much of this you're familiar with. Well, I'm going to say got? Jack Antonoff's going to win. Fucking In everything. some capacity, yeah, I was going to yes, say. Holy shit, I'm looking at the list here. Yep. Good for him, man. Like He's the new fucking uh, 
Max Martin. He really he is, his, brother. What's he got his hand in? Three of those? Maybe, uh, yeah, Taylor Swift, uh, or at least two. Taylor Swift, Lana Del Rey. Yep. But I'm sure if we go look through the rest, of, he's going to be somewhere else. I mean, his influence is everywhere, too. He's also nominated for Producer of the Year, which he will win. I think he will get that. I'll, I'll just put that out there now. I think he deserves it. I think he's worked on big enough records. He's the most ubiquitous name in production for music right now on the pop side. It's a little bit different. I like that. Uh, my pick for album of the year, I'm going to go with a dark horse. I'm going John Batiste. I always lean towards these weird kind of like, they're not the the super pop records. They're more of like a musical genius side. I think Esperanza Spalding. I uh, think Nora Jones and Ray Charles when they won for Genius Loves Company. Like to me, like I think that they're going to go the more musicality side and they're going to go with John Batiste. He's also on CBS. I think this might be being broadcasted on CBS. He's the guy from Colbert's late night show. I think Colbert would like to see his guy get the award. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good conspiracy theory. Thank you very much. Also, John <laughs> Batiste is a musical genius. I'm not going to argue that he's a fucking genius, but uh, guys, who do you have for this award? I don't know. Is Taylor Swift wrong? I don't know what to call on that. I mean, it's not wrong. And once again, ratings-wise, it would make sense that she takes it. I thought the album was really good, by the way. I'm not going to argue that. I thought it was a really good album. Wait, when I, is the Super Bowl? Next Sunday. Okay, so Grammys, then Super Bowl. Yes. I think it'd be really fucking great if she wins that. It's just, just for ratings for the global media conglomerates yep. to have her win that and then everyone be waiting on to see how Super Bowl goes. I'm a conspiracy theory guy. Would not shock me if that was set up that way. Uh, Dante, do you have a, a pick for this award? Yeah. I'm Usually I overthink this and analyze it. This year I'm just going to go with my gut and my heart, and that is the Olivia Rodrigo album, which just gets better and better. Her new single. Awesome. Vampire. Fucking one of the best written songs I've heard in a long time. I mean, she's... She's fucking incredible, man. She, she really is, is like, she is just continued to blow me away uh, with everything she does. Uh, this, great album. On this list here, that might be my favorite record of this list right here. I mean, Boy Genius, of course, I do love that record, but I'm saying like what I've listened to the most, probably Guts. I got to give her credit. It's a great record. Um, let's go into, I believe we did this. We did Best New Artist already. Uh, producer of the Year. We have Daniel Nigro for Guts by uh, Olivia Rodrigo, who's the co-writer there. Uh, we have Hit Boy, who, once again, has been a monster. He's been everywhere. He just put out that record that he produced for his dad, who just came up from prison, but he's going to get nominated for a lot of the Nas stuff, the Benny the Butcher stuff. He's been on an absolute tear. He's been producing for everybody. Jack Antonoff. Once again, we just covered this. And Metro Boomin, who had his own record come out this year that was humongous, had Superhero on it. That was a gigantic record, one of the highest streaming uh, records of the year. I personally would lean towards Hit Boy because I've just been following him a lot. I follow him on social media. He's just been doing such like so much work recently, and I've been loving what he's been doing. Of course, I've talked about the Nas records a lot, but it's going to be Antonoff. I just don't think you can stop him at this point. I think this is his award to lose. Um I think yeah. there's an outside chance Metro Boomin gets it just because that record was freaking huge this year. I think Boom Metro Boomin has a chance, but I think it's Antonov's record to lose. Uh, do you guys have an opinion on this side either way? No, I think you're right. I'm also looking – I didn't notice that uh, Justin Tranter was up for a bunch. I knew he had kind of moved into the production side of things. He used to be – we played a couple of shows with him when he used who, to be – Who is Justin Tranter? 
He was he used to be in a band called Semi Precious Weapons. Oh, I know that band. Yeah, and then but now he's gone huge on those on the songwriting producing side. Yeah, he was he was Yo, in that, that band with a that... guy from DNC. Oh, okay. That group, yo, that, uh, he's the guitarist, right? Or a bassist? No, I knew you. The bassist is the dude with the crazy hair and everything. Yeah, yeah. he, I've, I've met him actually. Um, no, yeah, that's not wait. Justin trying to, that's, I forget that guy's oh, name. But no, Justin oh. was this, was the singer from that other band, but yeah. Got Ooh. it. Yeah, they were, Semi Precious Weapons were awesome. They were, they were like indie house, indie EDM before it yeah. became like an electro thing. They were fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Boys, I'm scrolling down here real quick, and I'm going through the rock categories. These are actually pretty good this year. Let's Best, see what... Here we go. Best rock album, Foo Fighters. The new Foo Fighters album, which I loved. I love that record. Greta Van Fleet. If they win this, this is going to be a goddamn meltdown. I'm sure Dante's going to love that. Metallica, 72 seasons. Okay. It was fine for what it was. Paramore, this is why. Once again, I've gone on about how much I love this album. Uh, and Queens of the Stone Age in Times New Roman. Really, really, really cool record. So you got Foo Fighters. Is it, is it bad that I have admittedly not listened to that? It's so all? good, Dante. It's so I good. I haven't listened to it. I, I, you just said it. I completely forgot that it came out. I, I'm I not feel really. I'm really embarrassed. I'm not suggesting they do this, but if I was Greta Van Fleet, and I was nominated in this group here, drop out. I would drop out. Even if I was on ready to like win, I, it would just. Uh, I would not. Suck. I would not want to win and then have to deal with that. I would do I the, get, hon I get the honorable thing. Do the honorable thing. I dude, honestly, I think Foo Fighters is gonna win it because of everything they've been through, and I I think it would be an amazing story. Of what about third, Paramore though, dude, I, I, that's probably my favorite record out of the group. I love that album. Well, that's I what want I'm them saying. To win. I like, just I want to see Haley Williams dressed me, up. Me really too, buddy. bad. Me too. But I, the thing is, though, I don't think they'll be there. There, there's something going on with that band right now that is no, they just canceled a bunch of their shows. I think the band is breaking up. I don't. I don't. I think they're breaking up again. I don't think they're going to be there. But so give them I, the Grammy. It'll keep gotta, them together. Nothing keeps get, a band together like a Grammy. We got to re, gotta reach out to Robbie about that. Robbie will be devastated if that happens. <laughs> I mean, I'm just happy we got another record, and it was really, really well done. This is for the first time in a while. I'm looking through the rock category, and I'm like, this is a really good grouping of albums. Like, if Queens of the Stone Age, Food Fighters, or Paramore takes that, I'm happy. Like, I'm good. And once again, I didn't listen to the Greta Van Fleet record, so I'm not going to say anything negative about it. I didn't listen. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go off about it, but you guys know how I feel. Um, also, this is interesting. In best rock song, Boy Genius, not strong enough. Foo Fighters, rescued, fantastic. Olivia Rodrigo, ballad of a homeschooled girl, actually a really good song, and I would classify that as a rock song. So she's in there with Foo Fighters, Queens of the Stone Age, and the, the whole album. The whole album's a rock song. I feel any album that uses real guitars and drums is a yeah, rock song sure, that's compared fair to compared to today everything pop and beyond is all that's what, we've, that's what we've come to next year it's going to be any any song where the video has a guitar in it not necessarily <laughs> played <laughs> i think that the the stones are nominated in this as well for the song angry that was produced by andrew watt that had um what's her name sydney sweeney in the video yeah, yeah. i think that's gonna win i do because i think that they're still the Grammy committee stuck in that. 
Um, that's a pretty emotional, emotional sickness, which is a great song from Queens of the Stone Age is in there as well. That was the lead single, um, of this group. I, I probably go boy genius, but that's just me. Um, I think the stones are going to take it. I do. Um, and that then album, you, this, that, that song stunk, dude. What angry or yeah, stunk. It's the stones, man. I'm not going to argue either way. I love them. Um, let's go one more category. Uh, did we, I have go, we done best song? We did song of the year. I think the first time let's oh, just right, end on right. that. Cause if we don't remember, we should go back over it. Song of the year. Let's go through this. Billy Eilish. What I was made for from the movie Barbie. Uh, Dua Lipa, Dance the Night from the movie Barbie. Uh, John Batiste, Butterfly. Lana Del Rey, A&W. Miley Cyrus, Flowers. Olivia Rodrigo, Vampire. SZA, Kill Bill. And Taylor Swift, Antihero. That's your Song of the Year category. Um, Dante, I feel like this is more up your alley, this category, because there's a few things on there I think you might be into. What would yeah, you lean into I, here? So I feel like the last three out of the four, this including anti-hero are just monsters. Like, yep. I don't know how the fuck they're going to decide between Miley, Olivia, SZA. Um, and Dua Lipa. That Dua Lipa song was huge. Yeah, it was, but it's not song of the year. I mean, I mean, that's an iHeartRadio award yep. winner. That's not a Grammy award sure, winner. You're right I mean, about she's that. Had, she's had, she's had way bigger better songs um i i said this a, a month ago when they got announced i if i had to bet on this would bet on flowers mm. um i think it's one of miley's best songs i think the song was huge yep. i think it was like the song of the summer um it's really really well written um i think she's She's due. I don't think she's really won an award of this caliber. Did before. Wrecking Ball might have won best song? I don't think it did. I agree with you. Um, I love that song. I do. But but I feel like it's a loser's bet because I feel like SZA Kill yep. Bill's going to win. Just I agree. That album, that song, were just so massive this year, and it was really her year. So, okay. I'm just I'm doing some uh, research here. Miley Cyrus was nominated for Best Pop Vocal Album in 2015, but lost to Taylor Swift's 1989. Makes sense. I think just mathematically, she has to win this year. See, but I'm going mathematically on the other side. Sis is nominated for nine awards. She's going to win one of the big ones. I don't think she's going to win album of the year, but I think she'll probably win song of the year with Kill Bill. That was a huge, huge, huge song. They're going to give her something. She deserves it too. Like I'm not saying they're handing it to her. I think that's the category she takes. I'm going Kill Bill by SZA. Um, All right. I'll tell you what I, I'm, this is what I'm going with. 2024 wins because finally there's a list of song of the year where each song has no more than like, four writers max wow there were those there were those years do you remember it was like 35 yeah, if beyonce's writers. ever been nominated for anything well yeah. now i wonder is it actually because people are getting back to writing in smaller groups or are they just buying out all the fucking underlings and saying shut the fuck up you didn't write this that's a possibility <laughs> i would say it's more that the people who are nominated specifically because john batiste writes by himself billy eilish writes with her brother that's it uh miley cyrus i don't know who her writing team is 
But Olivia Rodrigo writes with Dan Nigro. So right there, those are duos. Yeah. So, you know, that's- I guess I'm kind of biased, but I think that's why I like Billie Eilish so much is because the stuff she's doing with her brother, it's effectively like it's her. Do you know what I mean? Like your yeah. brother, you know, if you're lucky enough to work with your brothers and you they, you can write as one person, but have the benefits of working as a team, you know? Yeah. And Taylor Swift, I, you know, I feel like she does give writing credits to like the national when she works with the national. And then she gives writing credits to like Jack Antonoff when she works with Jack Antonoff. But I mean, she's a lyricist. She really is a lyricist. I give her credit for that. She can write her own songs. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. I'm actually excited about this. I think the Grammy live stream is going to be fun. I'm actually excited for the show. I just talked myself into it. Um, I'll get mad the night of, of course we all do. I can't wait to watch a bunch of millionaires sit in a room in ball gowns and act like they give a fuck about anybody. It's going to be great, dude. I can't wait. It's going to be lovely. I'm not going to be angry. Um, <laughs> we need to find a way to take bets on this. That's what we need to do. Um, but yeah, ch- pick pick an artist, chug a beer if they win, drink a gallon of milk if they lose. Just drink like nine gallons of milk in one night. Um, all right, let's go into the interview. Let's get out of here. Um, do you guys have anything else for me before we go into Joey Valentine Bray? No, I'm not going to say anything because I've been instructed not to some really great guests coming up pumped about it. That's where I'll leave it. Um, this is our interview with Joey Valance and Bray. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Barstool backstage and on the guest list this week, two people you've definitely seen on your Instagram, on your TikTok. Super exciting. I can't wait to talk to these guys about where they're at right now. They're on tour, new record. We have Joey Valance and Bray on the podcast. Boys, how are we? Uh, Thank you for having us. This is awesome. Yeah, man. Barstool. Thank you. Let's go. Dude, I got a I got a text from Dante before. Said you guys rolled up in the tour bus. <laughs> What's your situation right now, boys? It's a Cruise America RV. It's not just a tour bus, okay? Cruise America Wait, so RV. You guys are rocking the Cruise I've done the Cruise America RV. Oh, dude. yeah, but like you're balling out and you're <laughs> It's fire. It's our third time. So. Yeah, bro. It's like our third time at RV. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Talk to me about it. I kind of described it to Dave as a U-Haul for RVs. Is that? (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's a Ford F-450 with like a master bedroom in the back. (laughs) And it's filled with a hundred boxes of merch right now. Yeah. We're sitting in there like. There's nowhere to sit really, but a lot of of merch is in there. But But I drove in. I followed these guys into the parking lot and they hopped out. I was walking them in. I was like, how's it been? Right around in this thing. They were like fucking awesome. Legit. <laughs> they weren't just trying to sell it. They being for real. No, dude. I was, America. I was very surprised. Right does it have the bed above the cab? Like it there's does. like a sketchy yes. ass bed. Yeah. Dude, we were driving one of those to Nashville and there was a snowstorm. And I was in there literally praying to God because it was drifting. The fucking thing drifts <laughs> when it's snowing. And I was up there like, all right, I'm going to die. It's fine. It is what it is. But goddamn Cruise America to do a national tour that's sold out. That is incredible. It had Florida plates on it. Did you guys take it from Florida? Uh, I don't they, know where they picked where'd it up. Where'd you start? They, I, where'd you they, start? They picked it up in like Virginia or something. We started in Atlanta, but yeah, our tour manager our tour, drove our managers drove it down from but like the East Coast. To the best part about that thing is there's a bed in the back and there's like no suspension in the back so anytime <laughs> if you got there it's like, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like nice. the off the top but it's comfy walls. it's a good ride it's, it's awesome tough. so for our guests out there who don't know who you guys are where where are you guys from and how old are you <laughs> honestly I'm what do you think they're lying about their birth certificates like oh i mean he making, looks like he's like six, <laughs> he looks like he's like 17 18 we're both 15 we're both 15 yeah um yeah. we're both from uh we're born from a volcano and just like <laughs> no yeah. we're from pennsylvania 
graduated yeah. from Penn State. Yeah. It's like, oh. University. Now, are you Western PA or Eastern PA? State College right like in the middle. Central. So you guys are from State College. Yeah, I grew yeah. up there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ooh. You're one of the only people from State College, Pennsylvania. That's insane. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's crazy. One of those kids on campus were like, are you a townie? I'm like, don't say <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you guys did, though? You just, like, blend in at the frat parties and everything? Because that's, like, <laughs> as you guys, that your perfect college age when you guys started popping off, you know? Yeah. We weren't actually at the frat parties. No, I DJed one once. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only time I was ever, ever in a frat. Before that, so our, our normal night was usually just a bunch of guys screaming, throwing chairs across the room, playing Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's a perfect college that's, night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My kind of night right yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like My it. 21st birthday, uh, I went and got a milkshake from McDonald's and like a queen birthday sash and a crown. Just took a photo. I was like, this is lit. <laughs> Everything's making sense now. Because when I, the first time I got to introduce you guys, I'm pretty sure there was just Pokemon. In the, like You guys were either wearing a Pokemon shirt or rapping about Pokemon or something. And I was like, what is this? I was so confused because we're always looking for new music. And everything kind of sounds the same. We talk about this all the time. But I was like... These guys are doing old school flows with Pokemon shirts on in like the lowest definition vi video humanly possible. And people are loving this. It's incredible, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Thank you. We appreciate it. You know, just having fun being ourselves, really. Yeah, my, my whole bedroom is just like Pokemon everything. And it, it, it started because I've just loved it since I was a kid. And then I just was like, you know what? Why don't revert back to that state and just build my room it's not even my like childhood bedroom I, I waited until i was 21 to start building it into the pokemon room so <laughs> i think it's pretty nuts how pokemon was fucking huge when it first came out then it disappeared and died and now it's having like an even bigger resurgence now yeah, yeah. it's awesome I, I mean i've been got, who's that look at that I know. I hate doing this. I gotta stop doing this. <laughs> I don't mean? have a choice. That's Colin's big-headed baby. Look at the fucking dome on future Penn, <laughs> future Penn Stater. Yeah, yeah. my kid will never go to Penn State. Well, never. what's that supposed to mean? It's okay. I'm from Philadelphia. I oh, don't like boy. Penn State, dude. I went to Penn State Junior. I went to Westchester University for the kids who couldn't get into Penn State. <laughs> you know how it goes. Uh, but um, I was gonna actually ask about that. So, are you a part of the Penn State cult? Is it like you know you know what I'm talking about too? There no. You got the Yankees hat on too, so you might be. <laughs> no, there is dude. a very culty no, aspect. Of, you know how many of my boys were from Northeast Philly and went to Penn State and came back in nothing but blue and white? They got brainwashed <laughs> going out there, bro. You know there's yeah, a culty uh, aspect it's, to it. Uh, it's definitely one of the cultier colleges to yeah. be a part of. But it's funny just because growing up there, like. I don't know. My parents really wanted me to go to college and I wanted to go to school too, just to get a degree for something. And I just like, I wasn't taking no for an answer at Penn State. I'm like, well, I'm like, it was literally like five minutes down the street from where my house is. Yeah. Why do you <laughs> want to go to college there? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you grew up there. That's I all you knew. Thing. Like you basically like, Oh man! In-state discount, baby. It, yeah, the in-state. I mean, that's like that's like in zip code in rock throwing distance. It's no, man, it's I'm a, a I'm a big like homebody too. Like I love where I'm from, and I just like the small town aspect. So I didn't have any like I didn't want to go anywhere else. I was like, why would I want to go? I will. To all right, so I will say this: I never went to Penn State until Blackout Tour. We did a show. I don't. I doubt this place is still around. Levels levels where oh. was it do you remember downtown where Dude, it, was? it was right in the middle of downtown and it was i think three stories 
And it was, I think, like... I wonder eight, if that was, like, Stage West. I think it's Stage West now. Bro, like, it's called eight, Stage West now. Oh, I think it is. Yeah. It used to be called, like, Club Envy. And then it was, like, Crowbar, like, way back in, like, the 80s and 90s. So <laughs> it was it definitely one of those like spots that's, that has changed names, but yeah. nothing else. Everything else was has been there yeah. Yeah. since it opened. But, Crazy. yeah, I think, like, eight kids got arrested. <laughs> Just... It was everything that I imagined Penn State to be going into it, and we had the best fucking time. First off, the place is so beautiful. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, man. The I campus love it is, is amazing. <clears throat> so. We flew in not to Happy Valley, but somewhere right outside it, and then Lewis, Light Switch Lou, drove me through. Is that the Poconos? Yeah. It's, yeah. They're, they're oh, wow. Close by. Yeah. Drove through it all. Yeah. Oh, dude. It was such a pretty drive. Yeah, man. And it was middle of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, it was just... Boom. Stadium, Joe Pa statue, frat row, <laughs> downtown, bars everywhere, kids drinking middle of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, parties everywhere. It's fucking awesome. So you just this asked him why he'd want to leave that and you just <laughs> yeah, exactly. gave all the reasons, you know, <laughs> uh, spice well, here's, a real, here's a real question based off that, though. So two kids, Happy Valley, making Pokemon lace old school rap over kind of run the jewels beats how did any of this happen like what was the journey yeah. like to get to here yeah i mean we both we both grew up with that influence we both grew up listening to that style of music whether it was just hip-hop in general or a lot of like funk and r&b and influence like that for me it was a lot of electronic music too who put you onto this stuff or did you guys just our dad oh, was our dad for sure man. no shit yeah yeah yep. nice so who who were your dad's fans of who did they turn you guys on to and I know you've done this interview a million times. So <laughs> yeah, I, so, just, yeah, I mean, the, it's always the, just like for the barstool audience, Wu Tang, so. and obviously the yeah. Beastie Boys and Tribe for sure. Like Tribes. Yeah, my dad was playing and, like Tribe Called Quest and yeah. Prince, Michael Jackson, like you know, Outkast, Black Eyed Peas, like just all type, like Bobby. Brown. You had, you were on a fucking tear until Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas slander is not allowed. I'll say this though, Black Eyed Peas when they first came out to where they transitioned to sure. night and day totally different band totally that's different what i was band. listening to obviously because my dad was yeah. playing the old like 99 like yeah no right before like fergie Where showed up they were fucking awesome <laughs> no fat man <laughs> my favorite rap group is lmfao <laughs> oh all right they were party rocking i wish that was yes, a joke man. do you consider yourself red Fo red foo or blue sky or whatever that <laughs> sky blue is. or red foo sky he's blue. in the red so <laughs> i guess i'm red foo today sky blue yeah. Oh, so you got all the money. Good. <laughs> Hold on. So I like this, though. So you guys grew up actually influenced by quality, really good hip hop. <laughs> and then where did this and I mean, how did this end up? Did you decide one day like you're going to start writing, recording, styling? Yeah, yeah I, I got really into um, electronic music like Daft Punk and Skrillex mm -hmm. and all that when I was about 12 like when you start listening to your own music past just like what your parents play so i was listening to obviously hip-hop but also that influence started producing music then when i got to college he would just come over we became friends he would come over to my room and we would just start making random songs to mess around and then one of those songs turned into our first song crank it up and it just went from there like it was just two kids messing around we, you know? we've done a so. few interviews like this where it's just like uh who, who uh bailey what's his name zimmerman, zimmerman. zimmerman. bailey zimmerman's very similarly he, he was working on like oil rigs or some shit in southern <laughs> illinois <laughs> decided to sing over a tiktok one day next thing a year later he's like opening up for 
I don't know whoever he was opening up for last Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen and shit. Morgan And did you did you kind of expect this success or was it just something that you like threw it out there and next thing you know, oh fuck, like yeah. I'm a legit music dude now. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't expect it at all. I mean, that's like kind of like the best part about our story, mm -hmm. I feel like, is because like I would just go over to his apartment like every weekend and like he would just have like a hip hop beat he was working on. Just fuck would, around, like, yeah. Yeah, we would try to like out laugh each other. Like I would like say a bar and he would like start like just bust gut <laughs> laughing and then he would say one and then like, <laughs> yeah, and then eventually, yeah, eventually it would turn into a song and then we would just put them on like, at first we were putting them on like, like SoundCloud that we put a couple on like Spotify and like we would just make videos, put them on TikTok, like kind of as like a joke. But yeah, yeah. That, and then and it just like it took a life of its own so it, it really switched up super when fast. did you know that you're like oh shit we fucking got something here did someone reach out to you like a management team or or i don't think we still have realized that <laughs> that's good that's a good because like that it's still like the exact same feeling like right nothing has changed about the creation of the music like we don't go into studios we don't have any influence over people you know sending us ideas mm -hmm. or telling us what to do we just sit in my room and make whatever we want yeah so um but i think you know, as soon as we started playing shows, as soon as we had TikToks blow up or videos start getting big, the music started getting streams, we were like, we need to turn this into a live act immediately. Because the last thing you yeah. want to do, especially in this day and age, is get stuck in that just like internet sort of thing. Mm, yeah. algorithm. And so um, we immediately just took it to the road. And our first tour had like a few hundred kids at each show. Yeah, it was man, it's like, crazy. I just put like, I had like a credit card with like a $2,000 <laughs> limit. And I got like a Hertz rental car, like a Ford Escape. We like printed our own t Shit's like falling like, off yeah, the yeah, back. Yeah, just like, we went on the road and just like started awesome. hitting up. We were playing to like 13 kids in Albany, New York. We were like, what's up? Like, <laughs> that was awesome. Crazy. Yeah, like so. That, and that oh, was dude, like, well, how many years? Was that like two years ago now at this point? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and now we're playing Chicago tonight and there's like 450 people coming. So. I mean, he's not here right now, but we got Kenny Carkey. He's a founding member. AWOL Nation, if you guys remember them, a little before you. Sure. Time, yeah. But, um, founding member of the band, and, and he talks about how some of his favorite shows, like he's opened up for the Rolling Stones at Heinz Field in front of 80, 90,000 people. And he's like, some of the best shows on earth are in front of 20 people. Oh, dude. Yeah. You know, in yeah. the middle of winter when nobody, he's like, those are the ones you remember. What's well, interesting, <laughs> nobody really talks about it. When you play to that many people, we opened up for Limp Bizkit. And, oh, that's um, fucking huge. And what? we also, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did. Hold in, on, hold on. In the no, UK. Let, him, let him finish. <laughs> we're we're going to get back to this. <laughs> Which was awesome. Yeah. And we also played a festival, um, uh, Lost Lands, and we were just like up there with an artist. It's a huge like dubstep mm -hmm. festival, but we were just playing we did a song with an artist anyway when there's that many people in a crowd it doesn't feel like you're performing to a crowd you're just yeah. they all say the same thing it's they just all like a body thing. of like mass like you can't yeah. even really like so when you're it. when you're in a scenario where you're playing to less people you just bring out yourself more because you're actually performing to people instead of just like a body on a stage individual so yeah you know it's pretty wild they're awesome yeah. but anyways what's a show like your guys is like high energy extremely high yeah, it's, it's very <laughs> I don't want to say, like, we don't make punk rock, but it's like that. There's mosh pits. There's people flying over each other. People just, like, ramming into yeah, each other. We got kids, like, jumping off the stage and shit. It's fun, man. It's just a house yeah. party for, like, an hour straight. Mm -hmm. I love that. A lot of jumping. That's a great display. But it led you guys to the Ellen show a couple years <laughs> yeah, ago. Dude. Which was our first performance ever. The first time we've ever performed together with mics in our hand was live on the Ellen <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. For so, real? I swear. Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. I've actually we, seen this clip. That was the first. How did that come about? 
Dude, like, so we posted, we made a song called Double Jump and we put it up on TikTok. It wasn't even released yet, the actual song. That's how I, that's how I first heard yeah, it. Yeah, so we yeah. just made, like, some verses to this beat. We put it on TikTok and, like, we put it up at, like, three or four in the afternoon. We went and, like, got, like, dinner and stuff. We checked our phones, like, two hours later, had, like, a million views, like, 1.1 <laughs> million. We're like, damn, like, that's a lot. And so we went bad. to a show that night. Yeah, too. and then we went to a show at Levels, Stage West. We went and saw, like, some <laughs> DJ or something. Got home We and got out. out at, like, midnight, looked at our phones at, like, three or four million. We're like, dude, why is this going up and up and up? We went to sleep. Had like 12 million. 12 we were million. like, okay, we're like, something's happening here. So like then this shit. We finished the song <laughs> and we put it out. And then funny enough, my mom was the one who sent the uh, clip to like the Ellen DeGeneres, like, you know, whatever the <laughs> No way. Is. Yeah. And like, just as like That's a joke. Awesome. I was like, oh, it's like, you boys are so cute. Like she would love this. And then all of a sudden my mom got like a phone call. We're like, hello, we're with like the Yeah, Ellen mom. Team. So, That's fucking yeah, awesome. Man. Yeah. Damn, your first crazy. manager was your mom, dude. That's yeah, fine. man. That's yeah, incredible. Did she get a cut? <laughs> dude she, our parents are like our number one supporters man yeah yeah, yeah. that's so cool but, but yeah man it worked out it was like a fun experience so you know that have is they, funny have, that you kind of like you kind of like get like a in music i feel like with your family and your friends and stuff when you hit like a certain level you do something cool it buys you a little more time before they're like go get a fucking job <laughs> if you can get on the ellen show your mom's gonna be like he's gonna make it he can do this he can do it you know what i mean that By the way, awesome. was she was she mean to you? Was that, that's to you? why I was gonna ask. Dude, everyone asked she whipped us in the and, green yeah, room. Yeah, she yeah. Beat us. <laughs> I left with a black. I left with two black. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. No man. In the green room. She's like, what's no. up, pussies? She was. <laughs> she was. I mean, we met her for the, the only time we met her was the five minutes that we were on stage, but um. She was. It, a sweet it was. Skin yeah, it was. Sweet. And she hooked us up with like a MacBook she Pro. Got us some like stuff. Keyboard, so that was pretty cool. You know, it was, a, it was a pleasant experience. Yeah. My first time having makeup on. Yeah, it was fun. We so. stole everything in the green room, though. Like all of like the smoothies and the snacks. And oh the yeah, water. there's like so much candy. That's and what it's there like, for. Health bro. drinks, and we're just yeah. like. And that was our first time doing like anything that was like anything at all to us so they're like can we take this they're like yeah so i opened my backpack <laughs> that's the number one rule if you're ever in a green room just take just everything, everything. That's what it's there for. Take so if you're ever stuff. around ellen degeneres steal everything in sight Her. yeah gotcha. yeah yeah Yo. can i ask you guys a legitimate question i'm sorry dante i didn't mean to cut you off but i, I have dante brought this up but i'm sure you've had this type of interview a million times are you tired yet of people asking you whether or not you like the beastie boys do you have to be it has to be exhausting I mean, it's like a, it's the most flattering compliment ever to be compared yeah. to them. But I think it's funny when people sure. are like, oh, you guys are like a Beastie Boys tribute rap group, right? And we're like, <laughs> no. Like, I like them. Like, I, I've listened to them. Like, I, I love them. They're cool. But like, I'm, every time we get in the studio, it's not where we're like, how do we sound like Ad Rock and Mike D? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously, we're not no. doing that. Yeah, I totally I agree. Think. I mean, obviously, we're big fans and it was a big influence. Um, and, I'm not going to play it off and act like we're not inspired by them and don't have influences, but you know, it just started as us making music and it somehow sounded like that, you know? So it wasn't it's, like intentional. Yeah. It kind of just happened. And it's so also just wild because it's like, since them, like how many years ago, I guess like us is like the closest thing that's happened in that like time frame. So it's like it's all it's all people have to point back to because that's all people do is compare you. Like nothing can just be new and fresh. It's got to be like oh you're like this. You're trying to do this. Like but so at the this end, act, this actually how I came across you guys. I on the podcast am an unapologetic Greta Van Fleet fan, and I get Sweet. killed <laughs> and I get killed for oh, it. Man, sure. I, I don't care. I fuck with them. Yeah, and. We were talking about them on a show, and somebody listening DM'd me and said, hey, if you like Greta Van Fleet, who, you know, the whole Led Zeppelin thing, they were like, you should check these kids out. They sound just like the Beastie Boys. <laughs> and I couldn't tell if they were, like, 
being assholes about it or being like <laughs> sincere, but it was double jump. I listened to it and I was like, holy shit, how old are these kids? <laughs> um, because like you said, there's a huge generation gap yeah, like, between their last good album came out in 99. I want to say that was <laughs> intergalactic. So yeah. that was like 25 Ooh. years ago. So yeah. between you guys and them there, I would, I would argue most kids your age have very little clue who these two boys are. So the fact like that sabotage, the fact <laughs> that you guys have been introduced to them at such a young age and you know, you're you kind of grew up listening to them. It's, I think it's only natural that that's what you're going to sound like. I yeah, think dude. it's like whoever kind of trains you, you're going to take, you know, bits and pieces from them. Yeah, so. yeah sure. But I, I mean, we, we just wear it, you know, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. it's not, it it's not like we're trying to be anybody, but if people, compares to it, it's like oh thank you that's awesome yeah big time and then people we don't take it as uh offense or people like you're not doing anything different bah. you know <laughs> but, it's just uh, it's the uh, grandpa smither or grandpa <laughs> smithers grandpa simpson like yelling at the clouds you know yeah, it's all yeah it's a lot of people who um good music's good music well, has like Mike D ever reached out to you guys? I know Robert <laughs> Plant like fucking hates Gre Greta Van Fleet. Wow, really? <laughs> oh, you know I why would... they sound so great? Because they sound like me. It's like <laughs> shut the fuck up, old man. I don't know. <laughs> we talk about it sometimes. We're like, you think any of the guys have like heard our stuff? And there's no way they haven't. Like, there's no way they haven't. Yeah, like, there's no way they point, haven't. I don't know yeah. if they fuck with it or not. But what are you gonna do? One day we'll find out. I'm sure. We, I mean, it's funny enough. We were reached out by. Uh, like DJ Hura. Oh yeah, really oh. early on, early on, which was like their first DJ. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And then, um, also we got hit up by Mixmaster Mike, <laughs> Mixmaster Mike as well. <laughs> what? Mike's the man. So, Yo, Mike's the man. What did he say? <laughs> he was just like, "I love your stuff." Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, um, that's so, a big. That's pretty big. If both of them have heard it, I'm, I'm assuming the guys have probably heard it. <laughs> yeah, probably. But um, either way, you know, it's not like we're looking for. Um, that validation yeah. from, from them or really anybody we're just doing whatever and we find that a lot of genres um, from from different worlds just respond well to our stuff whether it's electronic a lot of just alternative music in the punk scene you know we have a lot of people who just mess with it even outside of hip-hop which is really cool so yeah. i think the reason why you guys work and why i guess the algorithm might love you and i think why a lot of people see a video and they continue to watch is because there's like a little bit of dissonance there to where it's this old school thing done in a new school way but through the newest of mediums because you're not used to scrolling through tiktok and things like that and seeing what you guys do so it does stand out and people <laughs> tend to gravitate towards back to it so like to me like that was what got me hooked was what the fuck is this in a landscape where everything sounds the same? So that's where sure. I think you guys have made your lane. Yeah, man. We appreciate we that. Got Thank lucky. You. It's so cool, too, because, like, going back to what you said, like, obviously, like, our fan base, it, it, like, the age range is, like, absolutely crazy. But, like, our really young fans, like, it's so funny when they comment on our videos being like, I love this song. Does anybody else know, like, what type of, like, what other, genre is like, this? Yeah. What genre is this? <laughs> like, it's like they're literally discovering, like, kind of, yeah. like, hip-hop, like, old school is sounding stuff for the first time. And I'm like, they don't even know, like, just the and amount. It, and if music. even that in itself can influence kids to fuck yeah. To, yeah, to so go yeah. out of the Definitely. way to discover new music yeah. whether it's older or newer artists who make alternative hip-hop it's awesome we're just like you know yeah and kids really now cool. man like it is so crazy how easy it is to find like new artists and music now just yeah. like through tiktok and spotify and like everything like i remember like growing up like just having to listen to like my dad's like 
CDs and like going on like YouTube and just like trying to find like <laughs> other people that sounded like that. Like I couldn't just like mm -hmm. click on a bunch of different profiles and like find it, you know? Right. It's no, almost it's, too, we talk about this all the time. It's oversaturated now. Sure. So it's hard to actually, it's, it, it's fucked up because it was almost easier back then when <laughs> it was limited. Now right. it's unlimited and it's yeah. like needles. Anybody can write a song everything. in a day. Everyone I also don't want to hear it from you guys because you guys never had to fucking scour LimeWire <laughs> to find the actual version of the song you were looking for. Did you ever use LimeWire? They don't I, even know what it is. Yeah, they, no, we, I, I know what LimeWire is, but we weren't old enough You for guys that. never destroyed a family computer looking for porn? What the fuck, oh, dude? dude? You guys didn't have LimeWire? That's no, crazy. I was downloading hacks for, like, video games. That's what was destroying <laughs> yeah. my parents' computers. But Yeah, you guys see, Pirates Bay, musicians just will never get it. Right, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's the kind of shit you had to do. You had to, to you had to steal your music because you, if you couldn't scrape up the ten dollars for the CD, right, you were forced to, you know, toe uh, that line of destroying yeah. the family computer. Just it's horrible. No, I think the, I think the whole the state of the industry, everything about it to me, there's a couple things, but mostly it's all been so beneficial for artists. Artists have so much more power than they used to. Yeah, man. Artists don't need label deals anymore. They can true. just do a distro. And are you guys indie? Yeah, man. Yeah, we don't have a we're independent thing. So awesome. Yeah, fuck you, that, right? Are you getting I mean, you getting courted or what? Must I mean, be. we've been getting courted for like the past almost three years. Yeah, and we it's just hard to get, right? I think we we just sort of bet on ourselves and we've seen steady increase. And so I think a lot of people just want this straight shot to fame or really building something. It's very but it, like knowing some artists that have gone the indie route, it's not easy. It's very hard. Not only is it tempting to sign a lucrative deal, but you also have to do a ton of shit for yourself. So like, yeah, what's your man. team? You must have a great team. We do. We have it. We do what's have an team amazing like? management team. I mean, we have like a team that helps out with like touring, obviously. And then we have like our, our booking agents. And then we have yeah. like everyone that helps out with merch and everything. So it, it is like a great team that we have under, you know, basically all the things that a label provides, we just have teams that do that. And now what? Talking you, beforehand, you got guys for everything. Like yeah. he's got a, are he's got like, a t-shirt guy. Are these like your boys <laughs> that you just brought along for no, the ride, or no. how'd you yeah. how'd you like? Uh, we had a uh, our one man. We have two managers, but our one manager reached out to us like for like double jump like era, and he has been like our main manager. And since then, we've like ha um, added on like another manager. So they're all like uh you know like within the industry and have been in it like just for the past like twenty. Yeah, something. he was like, I'm not gonna take a cut from any of your music, and he still hasn't. So yeah, he's a cool guy. Good he's man. our guy. Good man. That's a great. He's like, I like this, and I just want yeah. To help but no, it's not just a bunch show. of our like high school homies. Like you know, it would fall apart so fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, funny enough, our DJ uh, before our first tour, a week before the tour, I, I was friends with him in college, and I was like, want to be our DJ? Sure. He's like, and he's, he's been, been with here us since. Ever since. Yeah, that's <laughs> sick. Yeah, yeah. that's So what's next for you guys? You guys are, you know, you're you're seeing. You say like a steady growth. It's been two years of. I would say pretty steep growth. You guys have gotten pretty big over the last few years. What's next though? Like you say, you, you know, all the components and all the nuts and bolts are the same for the song making. Is yeah. there any, like, are you going to learn to play, you know, John Mayer solos? <laughs> I don't think we have a lot of interest in live instruments mm -hmm. at this point. Um, you know, I think we're a lot of collaborations yeah, are in the works. Okay. That's yeah. really fun. Anybody we're already working on the, the next album. Yep. Um, I mean, one we're really excited for is Danny Brown. Oh, Love Danny man. Brown. Oh, he's, he's been on the podcast. Yeah, yeah he's been on the oh, really? Yeah, he's been on the a few times. Yeah, yeah man. Times. Danny's cool, bro. Oh, yeah. I love Danny. Yep. Yeah. So that's a really fun one. He's like a hero. So um He's a Philly guy, right? No, no Detroit. Detroit. He's Detroit, yeah. Why, why do I think Philly? He looks like he should be from Philly, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love Danny, dude. Yeah. Well, that's funny. I was going to ask you guys. Though, <laughs> like, I feel like there's like certain, I don't know, like layup things you guys could do, like go and collaborate with a bunch of old school artists and stuff like that. Like, <clears throat> who from the newer school of hip hop would you guys want to collaborate with? Something that would absolutely oh, shine. Like yeah, everybody. pie in the sky might not ever happen, but like that's the guy. Or dude, girl. I mean, my answer every time is like Tyler, Tyler. the Creator. Yeah, he's yes! like my favorite of Tyler. all time. Yeah, I love him. Colin loves him. Yeah, dude. Tyler's yeah, I, I was. I what is it? Um, Hooligang. I was like, this is a Tyler beat. This is legitimately a Tyler beat. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that. Run the Jewels or Tyler. Yeah, man. It's like harder Yonkers. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we love like everybody, man. Like Joey loves like Denzel Curry. I love Denzel Curry. Yes. I love, uh, love like Tizo Touchdown. Tizo Touchdown. Right I love JPEG Mafia. Yeah, JPEG. I also yeah. love also like Playboy Cardi and Yeet and like all of them. Yeah, yeah like, dude. I love that shit. I, fucking I mean, we listen to a lot, lot of newer hip hop and, yeah. and are just inspired by a lot. Um, so honestly, anybody, you know, we have so many people that we'd, we'd love if anybody wants to collab with us please dm asap <laughs> <laughs> rocky you met white really... socks dave yeah. white socks dave will get on track dude right <laughs> I don't there think so no really For he'll sure. do it right now <laughs> that's cool seems man. like crazy guy <laughs> um do who does oh, who does your guys production him yeah no shit yeah yeah i produce all the songs Wow. And Drake writes my lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> we do everything, man. Joey makes all the beats. We write all the lyrics. It's just us. That's what I'm saying. Like, back to the label thing. Like, we don't have, we don't need to be in a studio and meet with these people because we kind of just do everything ourselves. And we do have people who do art for us, photographers, you know. I don't know. We just, we just love it. And I, I just love producing everything and it keeps us really in control of, of what we want to do. Not that we're not open to no, other I producers. No, 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 I, 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 the reason I asked, that's awesome that you do that, by the way. <clears throat> I love how you kind of are working in some like very blatant EDM aspects into kind of like some strong baseline hip-hop beats. Thank you. <laughs> uh that's got to be intentional, obviously. So who, who are some of your production influences uh, on the EDM side? Just in general. I mean, Skrillex is the reason I started producing, nice. just hands down. Um, I I made electronic music for 10 years before we started doing stuff together. And then I started getting more alternative in hip hop. But also the Prodigy is a big influence. Mm. Uh, really inspired by a lot of drum and bass and garage and things like that. Um, I'm also, like, I, I don't even know where to start. There's this guy, Night Punk, that's really killing it right now. He's sort of still underground, but he's really good. I can't think off the top of my head, but just... So you guys are just music junkies, huh? Yeah, so it's yeah, like man. you... We listen to everything. It sounds like it. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, song from any Disney soundtrack? Go. Disney <laughs> soundtrack? I don't think I've ever listened to Dude, it. Phil Collins' uh, Tarzan. That's Yo, good. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a outside the, the box. You're right. Not a lot of people answer that. That is a great one, though. Dude, it's like so good. That is a so, great answer. Bill Collins' Brother Bear soundtrack? Oh, yeah. <laughs> in on this, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Go back, bro. My Sample goodness. it. Flip it. Let's Sample go. It? Yeah, I'm flipping yeah, Let It Go I Frozen <laughs> right when we get here. <laughs> I'm Moana. You already know that. Moana's Mo good. Moana is Moana good. does slap. Get The Rock? The Rock raps? <laughs> Let's get The Rock involved. <laughs> I drive. It's that's a That's a good <laughs> No, uh, ben, ben Shapiro just came out with the dude, fire rap song. Dude. Fire. Say what you want about him, it's fucking good. No, it's not. It's, it's not. Ben Shapiro? It's not. 
I don't want to comment. We're not going to comment. We're, <laughs> we're grading on a scale. It's better than you thought he'd Put sound. a teleprompter up. I'll read it. It sounds like it's AI. It sounds like it's AI. Probably. When we yeah, heard it, uh, we're like, is this AI or is probably. that actually? <laughs> yes, it does. Dude, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, dude. <laughs> the worst thing that could, I blogged about this this morning. The worst thing that could have happened was fucking Nicki Minaj being like just oh, gonna mention that come on yeah, that's insane that whole Nikki's crazy come on my little sister just sent me the the, uh, the whole diss track the, the diss track this too. morning and i'm like what's going on there oh, wait i'm so wait, freaked out wait hold on i'm what, what diss track we talked there's about? a lot of beef between there's Meg. just beef between megan the stallion and um nikki minaj okay right i now. thought you were meant i thought there was a diss track out from <laughs> megan the stallion to ben shapiro <laughs> ben I have <laughs> that would be hard right i'm sure that'd she be would crush it but that she, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be gas <laughs> yeah, that's what the culture needs honestly we yeah, need megan the, the culture stallion and yeah, ben shapiro. Exactly. we need to start yeah, having yeah. rappers Rap like like that's gonna change history if we get like political beef if we start having rappers like come at like government officials i think that might but then the government officials they can't respond unless they come back Back with a rap exactly obviously yes. and the, yeah. it's pretty easy to do that these days so yeah. you know that's what i'm saying you imagine donald trump come at like he might drop a diss track he if might. he loses Bro. if he loses the next election yeah, I, I can count nba on nba young boy does nine minute diss track towards mitch mcconnell and mitch mcconnell has to try and stay coherent enough to come back at him i'm in on that, that i would, love this that would be awesome and i'm not even lying yo so let's talk tour before you guys wrap up and get out of here I got sub tea tonight, one of my favorite spots in Chicago to see a concert. Have you guys been there before? No. It's oh, it's awesome. It's like you're you're it's like a tube basically. Heart of Wicker Park. Sweet. Fucking great room. It's basement spot. The, I mean the the where you guys will be playing is only probably like a 30 by 30 room, but the building's like straight up. So you're like in a funnel and everybody's looking directly down on you. That's oh, it's super Sweet. cool setup. Dope. You guys got to pull up tonight. Yeah, we're, we're going. Yeah. We're going. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, come through. Fire. Mm -hmm. You mean a mosh pit? <laughs> Are you got mosh. Last time I moshed with Tim, I threw him across the room for like a week. I love to hear that. Got that Actually, him got too. that low center of gravity. You sent me fucking. <laughs> you can't fuck with Dave, dude. Dave will launch you. Uh, you guys came from Toronto. Yeah, yeah we were in Toronto the other day. Great city, right? Dude, it yeah, was dude, that show. Was it was crazy. awesome. Those kids it, were it's freaking out. City. We said open the mosh pit, and they were like, like people were like, like falling over stage. Yeah, it was it was fucking nuts. Sweaty. We were had you guys a lot of anywhere else in Canada? Uh, we did Montreal the night before that. Another great city. Yeah, it was fun. Had some poutine. It was, there some what? Poutine. poutine. Gravy <laughs> fries. Hit the strip clubs. No, why? <laughs> why? It's like the strip club capital of crazy there. I did not know that. <laughs> they are everything. We did hit a gap in a Nike store. <laughs> yeah, we, so. we did some shopping. Yeah, so that was Home fire. Depot. Did you go to Home Depot? No. Get some two-by-fours? crazy there? I've heard that. I've heard I actually it. went and got some PVC pipe. I'm making a hydroponic uh, plant. Like, uh, I'm going to grow oregano and stuff this spring. Really? Very fun. Oh, yeah. That's excellent. what you're growing with the hydroponic setup? Is I'm going to try to grow weed. That's what he's saying on the podcast. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm going to try to grow weed with it. I don't All know right. if it'll work or not. Good luck. Thank you. Give a shot. Jesus, yeah. That's where I am at in my life. You guys are about <laughs> well, to. Where are you going from Chicago to like? Yeah, where are you uh, headed? Minnesota, Minneapolis. Dude, dump. It's, it's bad. I don't even know the yeah, tour schedule. It's, it's another great city. <laughs> yeah, Minneapolis. And then it's like Denver. And then like we go up to Vancouver, Seattle, San Diego, Anaheim, LA. Wow, you really you are, are touching every corner of the dot North in America. the fucking yeah. All When's over. the Europe tour start? Uh, we're, uh, we got booked already for some festivals in August. That's that awesome. I was, yeah. I was joking when I said that, but that's fucking No, we oh, no, love, yeah. we yeah. love the UK. Oh, We've dude, been there three UK times man. already. They're the best. It's awesome. 
Yeah. We love the UK. Yeah, yeah. UK. I love that shit, man. Yeah. What's a hometown show like for you guys? The Bonkers. first one we ever did in State College at Levels Stage West was fire. I mean, we, it was we sold yeah. it out. It was like so fun. It's incredible. Super yeah. sweaty. Um, it's it's weird because I mean we have friends and family, but most of them have you know moved away or whatever. But we have friends come to the show. But I don't know. It's not like kids from State College have a huge connection to our music because no, it's not, not like we're hometown heroes no. or anything you know no. so well you guys are working on that still i feel like you, the uk is more of a like london is more of a hometown show for us now than state really? college yeah it's kind of weird london really messes because we just have we have so many people there that pull up every time and there's just these yeah That's but dope. you know Every everything feels like a hometown show. Yeah, it's cool. it's, it's, it's funny when you crazy. go back and you like recognize faces like LA. There's like a handful of kids that pull up yeah. and like they're front row every time, and you're just like, this hey, is those so are the OGs, crazy. man. Yeah, man. When you guys are selling out Heinz Field for the Rolling <laughs> Stones, you know that kid will be front and center. Remember that guy. I'll be on the field playing. <laughs> crazy, guy dude. This is awesome. You guys are sick. Um, Thanks, dude. I have one goal for you guys this year, Excellent. and it just came to me while we were like sitting here. I was like. I would love to see you guys like do ayahuasca and work with Rick Rubin. I think that would be like a perfect pairing. Dude, I'm guys. reading his uh, book right now. The Isn't it unbelievable? Yeah, I love that. to read it yeah. like five it's times. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 man. He's the coolest dude. Every time I watch an interview of Rick, I'm like, I would like to just have a nice little chat with Rick. And He's got a great up. mind, and it's just nice. One of those guys you want to sit at a dive bar with and like exactly. lot of questions. It's nice he isn't dated like. with you know the time that he started in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, really he's really evolved with like how it moves now. He has like evolved. Yeah. The music himself. I mean, he's oh, yeah. he's such a fucking trendsetter. He also is it ever he's does it also ever like the smartest did... guy on the planet. Like he he ever... needs to start a religion. <laughs> he first like, off looks like a cult leader. Could definitely do it if he I wanted would, to. But I did, would follow. Does it ever mess you up that he like did all the system of a down stuff and then also did like Elton John all the beat like and, yeah. dude? Yeah. It's his career is yeah, fucking incredible. Some people that just got it, you know. Yeah, he just, they just understand music. Five hundred thousand dollars of dinner with Rick Rubin. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> a half. I, I'm taking the half milk because I'm broke. Or a milkshake. <laughs> a milkshake. Five hundred thousand dollars or dinner with a guy who's not wearing shoes. You know what I mean? Like that's a weird <laughs> combo right there. I like that. I don't know. Damn. Or a milkshake that's thrown in there. A milkshake. I I'm, I'm tempted like with the milkshake. milkshake. I, I, you guys I'm been to Chicago before? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, Actually, we, we, I went on a senior trip in high school here. What do you think? <laughs> it's awesome. We played Lollapalooza too, like two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Before this ends, deep dish pizza. What do you think about it? I don't eat it. I'm born in. I'm reason. glad that you just did that because I'm the same way. It's yeah, dude, it's I don't know. that's it's so pizza, overrated. Everybody assumes that we eat like four times a week. <laughs> but we don't eat deep dish. What's good? Here? I mean, like a hot dog. Best. Yeah, hot dogs. Like, hot dogs are awesome. The hot dogs okay. are awesome. We're gonna I'm an, right I'm an East Coast good. guy originally. Yeah. So I'm with you on the pizza thing. Yeah. The, I think the I think the best steaks in the country are here. Steak. Yeah, we have the best steakhouses. Wow. Like, interesting. Do we have a out, million out steakhouses and they're all? Like, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we have a Texas Roadhouse <laughs> in State College. The hot so. dogs. The hot dogs are awesome. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, they got these things, Italian beefs mm. here, which mm. are like roast beef sandwiches that Dude, they don't dip give me in. On that. They're fire. Sounds good. Fucking fire. What else would you say? Sausages are good. Yeah, yeah we're in we're in meat capital. Yeah, so we're in dairy country. Excellent. Country. All right, well, let's get out of here and get a hot dog, huh? <laughs> I, you want to take a fucking fatso's? Get a hot dog. <laughs> fatso's. fatso's. Break my arm. I'm down. Let's go to fatso's. You guys want to go fatso's real quick? Do we have time? That sounds good. It's right down the street. It's like five minutes away. The boys in a couple glizzies. Yeah, dude, I'm hungry. Right don't ever say that. Again. Show. We'll hop in the you don't RV. like a glizzy, Dave? I don't like the word glizzy. 
I love the word glizzy, too, and I'm so excited to get one after this. Oh, a glizzy. <laughs> All right. When, when, can we hear some new music, too, that you haven't put out right now? <laughs> right now? Yeah. Not, Not on the show, should. but at, like after the Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll play some. I was going to blast it. In yeah, the me too. I was going <laughs> to hear some right now. No. No, we'll play Yeah, of course. In. Yeah, we'll play some. Sure. Also, uh, you got a Mike D and uh, Hara on your, like, onto your shit. I think it's time to try to clear a sample <laughs> with them. Would that be the greatest song or the downfall of us? I don't know. Ooh. Yeah. I think it would be I think it would be pretty fucking fire. It's a touchy. It's a touchy. Just hit. You guys have seen Eight Mile? Just pop a doc and talk about it. <laughs> we don't sound like the Beastie Boys. Duh. Duh. <laughs> It's all love, though. Oh, it's all love. Fuck all I mean, you haters. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's all love all the time, man. All right, calling anything else for these guys? That's it, boys. Love the music. Awesome. Can't wait to see where you guys Yeah, keep go. crushing it, fellas. Thank, thank, you, thank you guys so much yeah, for having us. Thanks for having us. us. It's, it's been a lot of fun. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you. Okay, boys. See you, fellas. Hell yeah, y'all. Good luck at the show tonight. Hey, nice, thanks, man. man. Appreciate you. See you, boys. See you, dude.